For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Monday the 26th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here. No Shane Lee this week, but that's good because I'm joined by Melbourne comedian Danny McGinley. How you doing, mate? Yes, very good, Shad. It's great to finally uh, hang out with you without the big boss around. And I'll tell you this, it is a magical time of year here in Melbourne that no one really talks about. After the winter solstice, it becomes footy ladder predictor season oh, really? where we all get on the afl.com.au and, the, and you put in all the results that you know you think might happen and then you, you play with it with all the optimism that you could have and then you see if it's possible for Collingwood to miss the finals and uh, look, it, it could still happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, could it? Well, how about this? Can you tell me if there's any chance of Carlton actually making the finals, sitting uh, at 15th at the moment? Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the ladder predictor. Yes, <laughs> it could happen. It is highly unlikely. You know oh. a team is doomed when they talk about finals and they use the word mathematically. Yeah, Because it's mathematically so possible, but yeah, you, you, I don't see it happening uh, this year. I, I didn't know you were a Carlton man. I thought you'd be a, a Lions or Gold Coast fan, Chad. No, I'm, uh, I think I'm just a sucker for punishment, I think all the teams I go for seem to always drape me in disappointment. Although the Warriors in the NRL are actually making me feel right, really good at the moment. But we're going to talk NRL and AFL a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, up next, so we're going to touch on a bit of tennis. A lot of news before Wimbledon with a couple of Aussies in the draw. One having a positive lead in, another having an awful one. We're going to talk <laughs> Women's World Cup and some cricket up next. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. All right, we'll kick things off uh, looking at the women's ashes at the moment. A quick update, Danny. Uh, look, the Aussies are still in control. England, for a win, need 152 runs off 90 overs to win this uh, Women's International, the Ashes. How are you feeling? You've been watching any of this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm, mate, anytime England are possibly losing, I will watch it no matter what <laughs> sport it is. Yeah, I've, I've actually really enjoyed this. Um, Tammy Beaumont uh, scored 208, which is the highest uh, individual uh, score by an English woman ever. So, I mean, who cares about that? It's England. Um, I, I am a bit worried. So how many overs? We've got 90 overs, is it? So that's let's do the maths here. That's 60 balls? No. Ye- no, um, it's under that. But 90 times look, 6. <laughs> Did you go to a state Jesus school as bad. well? <laughs> Two comedians, guys. Come on. Leave us alone. We're just still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to get over the mathematical chances for Carlton to make the finals. <laughs> so, hang on, hang on. So, how many overs? Tell me how many overs again. 
90 overs. 90 times six. We're talking 540 balls. Yeah, they could absolutely do it, England. That is, uh, it's a batter's pitch. Um, I mean, we're coming to the last day, so hopefully there's a bit of turn. And it is just the tail. It's actually really exciting. We've been blessed with two very good uh, uh, Ashes tests in the men's and the women's, uh, all happening uh, at a time of night, which is perfect for stand-up comedians. Uh, So (laughs) I've really enjoyed it. I will be tuning in tonight. And uh, God, wouldn't it be great for to just start that English summer of cricket where they had all the optimism with two losses? Yeah, oh, it'd be fantastic. Obviously, Ash Gardner, uh, Gardner turned it around for the Aussies um, after we we kind of had a bad time batting. I feel when we were one for one forty nine, and yeah. then kind of fell apart in that second innings. But it does keep it exciting. You yeah, know what I mean, great. I guess that's kind of one positive look at it. But ninety overs, as you just said, it is enough time. <laughs> for them to try and chase that back. And I was arrogantly confident last week on the podcast. So um, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me uh, later on. Beautifully, I've been looking at the English papers. They're overconfident too. So (laughs) it feels like everyone thinks they can win this one. So it's going to be a cracker tonight. Well, I feel like we've got it in the bag. Uh, oh, let's no, turn don't jinx it, chat. Let's turn our attention to the tennis. Uh, look, let's start with the positives with uh, Demon Orr. He made the final uh, up against Alcraz. He did go down, but this lead-in for Wimbledon, when you get to a final in a lead-up uh, competition, always bodes well as you head in against some top seeds on that side of the draw as well. And he is legitimately the top seed, Alcaraz, who uh, Shane and I, I've, I've just been pushing that we start calling him The Rock. I mean, it's just the oh. obvious nickname we have to give this kid. So... Uh, the Rock is just too good. Uh, he is officially the world number one, so he gets top seed for Wimbledon. He's freakishly good. He's a fun watch. Uh, these tournaments, though, whenever you've got a lead-in tournament to one of the Grand Slams, it does it does feel a bit dress rehearsal-y. You know, you're not exactly sure. And I think this tournament suffers from a bit of trophy envy. I don't know if you've seen the trophy that, uh, that The Rock was holding up. It is comically large. It looks like a cartoon trophy. It is bigger than his torso it looks like a (laughs) toddler is holding the UEFA Champions League trophy I think they're feeling insecure but uh, we shouldn't uh, be feeling bad because Alex Dimonua is uh, going great guns and uh, he's got a good future ahead of him provided Alcaraz doesn't dominate for the next few decades which is looking likely I'm kind of I'm in two minds about Wimbledon at the moment because I I like Alcaraz I've been a massive fan of his but injuries concern me about him so early in his like tennis career at the moment. If like we're gonna talk about him being number one, I still think the real number one is Joker. Like he's still yeah. the guy to beat going into this tournament. We're going to a, a surface that Joker loves playing on. My favorite is obviously Djokovic to win that. You look at the Aussies on there, Demon or his game is suited to the grass. And obviously, he put up a bit of a fight against uh, Alcaraz in the final there. He's our best chance on this surface. You would have said years ago that it would be the next person we're going to talk about would be our best chance on Wimbledon. I mean, he did make a final Hmm. uh, not too long ago, but Nick Kyrgios' lead up into Wimbledon has hit another snag. This knee injury that we were sold that this knee injury was just something simple, just had to get through this kind of surgery. He'd recover and be fine. This is like the third or fourth tournament he's pulled out of. And now it's in the lead up to what is his favorite Grand Slam. 
Are we going to see competitive tennis from Kyrgios at Wimbledon? Oh, mate, we never know. I would say probably not. Uh, we, we always, I always just assume the worst with Kyrgios. I mean, we, we've been playing this this tune in our heads of has he done his knee or is he a wuss? Has he done his knee? The answer is he's a wuss <laughs> who's also done his knee. Um, I, it, look, I would love to, for Kyrgios to prove all the haters wrong, but he just keeps proving them right. Um, I, it would be great to see him go out there, dominate, and, and, and then say something funny. Uh, on the winner's uh, podium, but I, I'm just cynical about it all. I mean, yeah, as you say, Djokovic will probably win this pretty easily. And as I've been saying to Shane, Chad, this is my theory on tennis. It is WWE for people who don't like violence. So it's <laughs> we've got our villain. We've got our hero here in uh, Demon Ewer and, uh, and, and, and The Rock. Actually, what nickname are we going to give Demon Ewer? It is He's a demon. Is he's he a demon? demon? Okay, that's yeah, way yeah. better than the manure. That's what I was thinking <laughs> yeah. there. So, <laughs> or horse. Let's call him horse. Horse manure is fun. <laughs> oh my god! Every Aussie wants to be called like horse. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, look, your anti-curious sentiment doesn't sit well with me. I'm a, I'm a pro curious. I'm Great. a big curious fan. But like, I, I think my issue is it's the same issue I've got. That I worry that Alcaraz is heading down the pathway as well is that like you know once you do an injury especially these younger players that don't it sounds so bad to say but like they don't have the same grit or like I guess like determination to kind of overcome these situations in their careers and I reckon money is a big part of it like with players like Nadal and and Federer and even when you go back to like the Marat Saffins and stuff like that they would push through an injury because they had this thirst and this hunger to win these Grand Slams that was just overpowering everything else. I don't think that some of these guys have that in them. And Kyrgios, it's a shame because he's one of the most talented players on circuit. I wonder if these injury setbacks might mean that we won't see Kyrgios play much tennis yeah. at all over the next few years and possibly even retire from the sport. So I think uh, the, the lesson here is don't let anyone play sport who's who's not working class. You need to you need to be able to, <laughs> like if you don't make this tackle, you, your family don't eat. This is what we need. Yeah. If you're, if you're from need, Scotch College and you know you just don't make the second, <laughs> you know you break your serve in the second set, you go, oh that's alright I'll just, I'll, my butler will fix my knee you know it's just, yeah, this is yeah. no rich people, stay out of sport. No I need the poor playing sport again, mate. That's Damn what's strike. gone wrong with this world. <laughs> um, all right, let's quickly turn our attention before we take a quick break to the Women's World Cup. This is exciting for Australia. And uh, football fans have actually taken to the Harbour Bridge. The, uh, the most iconic, I know you're in Melbourne, you hate Sydney, I hate New South Wales, <laughs> I'm in Brisbane, I get it. But it is the most iconic landmark in Australia and uh, it has been taken over for celebrations for the upcoming kickoff to the Women's World Cup. Yeah, and look, I'm, I couldn't be more excited about the the fact that there is a, a soccer World Cup in my country, and and I love that it's the women's because there's more chance of us winning. It's <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm really excited about it. But will stopping traffic really win over a sports naysayers? There are people who don't like women's sport, and they're idiots. There are people who don't like soccer, and they're idiots. But they're all you know. If they suddenly now have their Sunday morning commute ruined, like what, what was the other option? You were going to shut off the gas for half an hour? I mean, what what are you thinking here? <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, up next we're going to talk some rugby, AFL, NRL. We're going to cover a bit as well. All the, all the letters, NBA and UFC, up next. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. 
Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Well, we'll quickly touch on uh, Wallabies news. The World Cup team has been announced. Eddie Jones doing something that we haven't seen for the Wallabies in a while. Uh, he's gone with co-captains. Have you ever played some sport, Dan where you had a co-captain? I feel like only in top-tier sport do they go, we can't pick a captain. I've got, I, I know of a situation of co-coaches, which is odd. Really? But it has worked. Actually, yeah, I can't believe this. We didn't lead the show with this. The <laughs> Northcote Cougars under nines had their first uh-huh. win of the season, beating the North Brunswick Giants in a absolute cracking match yesterday. And that's, co- they have co-coaches. It's me and one of the other kids' dad. But we won. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because I do know that is a storied rivalry. <laughs> Against the Giants. Hell clubs. yeah. Oh, do you know what's weird? We beat them. They still sang their song. They're so, they're so annoyingly wholesome. <laughs> do you keep scoring under nines? Not officially, but of course the kids do. Yeah, no, 100%. I used to coach under sixes, uh, oh, the Cairns Kangaroos. Justin Hodges' uh, club, just for anyone who's playing at home. Nice. But, um, yeah, my oh, kids always kept score. That's always a great uh, uh, former player. Do you know how our most famous player at, at uh, Northcote Cougars is? Who's Sam that? Pang. Oh, no. <laughs> the orchid. <laughs> oh, well done. Uh, well, Hooper and Slipper have been named as the co-captains for the Wallabies as they uh, get ready for some test campaigns as well in the lead-up to the French World Cup, which is going to be taking place in a couple of months' time. Let's go to AFL. We were talking about the uh, ladder predictor earlier. Well, yes. um, the ladder is looking interesting now after Collingwood beating Adelaide, making it even up top. Collingwood and Port sitting on top of the ladder right now. Uh, I think that's misleading. Collingwood are head and shoulders ahead of the rest <laughs> of the league. And it, look, it is absolutely petrifying for the rest of us here in Melbourne. I'm going to tell you this to the afternoon sports listeners. You will know a Collingwood fan right now who is absolutely packing their dacks because Collingwood can capitulate like no one else. I mean, you only have to think back to the 2018 grand final where they were leading by oh, six goals at the start of the second quarter and still lost to the West Coast Eagles. They are so nervous right now. So the only weapon we have, and the rest of us are nervous because they are good and they probably should win the flag, but the only <laughs> weapon we have is share, is, is project overconfidence onto them. Man, you've already won, Collingwood. You've already got this. Yeah. Engrave the, the trophy. Get a tat. Let's do this. <laughs> I do like that. But you're completely dismissing Port Adelaide, I guess. You don't have confidence in their draw, the way their draw has been sitting. You don't think I, they've had confident enough wins, even though they're sitting at the same 12 and 2? It's only simply because when Collingwood and Port played each other, Collingwood thumped them. That is, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I will. I do really like Port, and my fantasy uh, is, since we're sharing all these, I would love Collingwood and Port to play each other in the grand final, and then Port upset them, win, and then rip off their jumpers, and they're wearing yes. their prison bar Guernsey, <laughs> just to annoy them. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. That ladder's looking so interesting though because you like Collingwood and Port Adelaide 48 points and then Adelaide who are 8th are on 28. There's a 20 point difference between number 1 and Yes. And eighth on the ladder. That's crazy. And That's my Bulldogs true. are one win out of the top eight. However, Hello. we are only one loss from 13th position. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. The free fall <laughs> yeah. is there. Uh, look, NRL, let's turn to another. This is fascinating stuff across the weekend. It's it's kind of like, I always thought of it as a bit of an urban myth, but, geez, it seems to get confirmed every time. You sack your coach 
and then your team ends up playing a great game of footy. And that's what oh, yes. happened with the Titans going up. The Battle of the M1 coming to uh, Brisbane and beating the Broncos at home in front of like, I think there was like 40,000 people at Suncorp uh, on the weekend, confident to see the Broncos put away the Gold Coast, who are n- notorious for not being able to play two halves of footy. Well, they kept it together and uh, managed to steal a victory over who well, the Broncos side were looking to get on top of the table. Why do you think this is? You sack your coach and then the players end up pulling out a great performance. Well, they, the players just shit themselves, realise they're playing. It's, it's like what we were talking about with, uh, with, with you know, rich people shouldn't play sport. Suddenly you're realising you've got to play to play well cause to get on the contract, to get your contract extended, you suddenly fire up. Um, do you think the Titans should maintain this as a policy and maybe sack their coach again this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the winning percentage is, is and it's kind of like a, a new version of Moneyball. Yeah. You just know how many games you've got to get out of coach before you need to sack him to get another win they'll run out of coaches though and, and, and we'll get to the first week of finals and they have to bring in Brian Gorgian <laughs> yeah. I mean speaking of running out of coaches New South Wales they're going to probably make a decision on that in the next few weeks but anyway we don't have to get into origin I don't want to upset our New South Wales listeners uh, also I'll give you a quick touch on you because you are from Melbourne your storm uh, having a great game on Saturday, and they had a bit of an iconic rock legend yeah. in the uh, in the crowd. Even though all the players on the Storm side wouldn't have even known who he is. No, <laughs> see, I, I think Bob Geldof is is more known as a political uh, legend uh, these days. Um, I, yeah, I was. I don't know why he's in Melbourne, um, but I like that he went there. Apparently, he annoyed uh, Craig Bellamy by asking uh, the same question over and over about rugby league of why aren't scrums contested uh, compared to rugby union. I got to say, as a as an Aussie rules fan. Shad, why, why is that? Why aren't scrums contested in rugby league? Oh, look, we could get into the ins and outs of it, but basically we're too lazy. Okay, that's, cool. That's, it. that's the long and short of it. <laughs> well, if he had a question, imagine he'd gone over the road to uh, to, to the MCG and watched a game of Aussie rules. He would have just been, and, he, and he's just going to haul up, you know, Luke Beveridge and just pepper him with all the questions. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's turn quickly to uh, UFC. Uh, I want to chat UFC with you here. This iPoke was, did you see this fight on the weekend? I've, I've seen the highlights, is, yeah. iPoke is... Putting it lightly. If you want to squeamish a little bit here, it looked like the guy put his entire... It looked like three fingers went into the eye of this fighter. It was insane. It did look like a, almost a, ventri- a, a reverse Muppet. He was going in the wrong way of the ventriloquist dummy there. <laughs> it really reminded me of um, Kill Bill. You know, when... Um, uh, oh, yeah! When, they, when she takes out Daryl Hannah's eye. That was that was kind of yeah. cool. But I can't believe then they, they called off the fight for um, and said, oh, it's no contest. He was surely should have been disqualified for that. 100%, because isn't it because a foul caused the no contest? I think that's kind of the rule. Um, correct me if exactly. I'm wrong, but yeah. Aussie, it was Aussie fighter Justin Tuffer that, that suffered the injury with the with the eye poke, so then has a loss now against Austin Lane, which, which is just... Very unfortunate. I love that he went on social media, though, with his eye completely swollen up and he just tagged Dana White and he's like, Dana, I deserve my win payment. Damn that straight. That was surely a DQ. And I'm like, yes. And is there, UFC's getting so exciting. Is love there it. a better name in uh, current world sport than a fighter called Tougher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's up there with yeah, exactly. the... Do you remember there was a um, Russian hurdler called Maria Stepanova? <laughs> no, but that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> Uh, hey, finally, this is a story I know you're keen to talk about, uh, Danny. We'll touch on baseball here. The yeah. LA Angels uh, setting a franchise record. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a very casual baseball fan, but I do genuinely love it. And they thumped the Colorado Rockies 25 to 1, uh, which is just insane. I mean, Sydney Swans uh, scored over 200 <laughs> points in the AFL over the weekend, but this is just ridiculous. <laughs> I did a deep dive on what's the biggest thumping of all time. In 2007, Baltimore beat uh, Rangers 30 to 3. Oh. Yeah. Just, just man. Uh, why do you keep wheeling them out? Yeah. You know what I mean. There is a mercy <laughs> rule in softball. I don't know why they don't have it in baseball. I guess because of the TV rights. But it's whenever you see that, you just you got to feel for them. Yeah, that's like there's got to be mercy rule. Speaking of that Swans West Coast game, that also should have been a mercy rule as well. <laughs> like, definitely, definitely. Why can't we introduce mercy rule into these larger sports at the moment? Because geez, the gaps are getting too big. Well, <laughs> it, it all depends on who you're playing in the mercy rule. Like if you're playing, say, the Gold Coast Thun- Suns, who are a team that most people like and do want to go mm. well. Uh, but you're beating them by 200 points. I think Mercy Rule comes in there. But if you're but beating Hawthorne or Richmond, <laughs> yeah, oh, mate. Yeah, there's a Mercy Rule. We're going to keep the game going. See if you can get to 1,000. Uh, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsor. Cell AED. It's the world's first mini defibrillator. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow. Listener.